to the House of Minds, a podcast experience where we dive into individuals' journeys and mindsets with the intention and potential to bring you keys to unlock and expand your mind into new realities and possibilities, because we can all learn something from everyone. All you must bring is a desire to learn, an open mind, and the trust that the universe is always working for you. What will the House of Minds bring you today? All right, back with another episode of House of Minds. My name is Christina Lynn. I'm the podcast host. And today we're back with Sharon Rose, our resident intuitive guide. We'll be checking in, seeing how everything's going with YTT check-ins for the month, and then also just be present for where the combo is going to go. Thanks for coming back on, Sharon. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be back here with you. Always. Me too. Same, same vibes. (laughs) Let's start off with our mindfulness practice, kind of calm and ground our energy. If you wouldn't mind leading that. I would be honored to. Yes. Let me take a sip of water here. So let's, let's all start with taking a sip of water and hydrating our bodies. That is a mindfulness practice as well. It is something that we have to be mindful of and do it's not an auto can you imagine our bodies just automatically hydrate themselves it's gonna be great that would be Uh, great (laughs) because it is water is definitely I love water and I love to be hydrated but I often um forget (laughs) or I hydrate myself with caffeine all day long yeah love it but neither here nor there Sharon they have that it's called IV drips (laughs) (laughs) can you imagine I just have coffee in one arm and water in the other. That'd be great. (laughs) Oh, okay. Okay. Let's get, let's get down to them. All right. So go ahead. And if, if it is safe for you to do this practice and close your eyes, then I'm going to invite you to do so. If you're driving or listening to this in a place that you need to remain present, I invite you to do that and revisit this later. Um, But if it is safe for you, I'm going to invite you to find a comfortable seated position and relax the eyes either to closed or to having a soft gaze, whatever is most comfortable for you. Sit up nice and tall, or if you're reclined, allow yourself to really release into that position. Let your body just become heavy yet weightless. Allow the eyes to relax the tongue to relax, the ears and the cheeks, relax the throat, relax the shoulders and the collarbone, relax the top of the back and the chest, relax the belly and the torso, all the way down into the womb space and the low back. Release and relax the hips and the legs, the knees, the calves, the shins. Release, release, release. Relax the ankles and the tops of the feet, the bottoms of the feet and the toes. Allow everything to just melt and relax. 
experience this moment of pure relaxation. If you notice that you are holding tension, you're trying to control something in your body, in your experience, allow your awareness to rest in that place and just notice what arises, the sensations, the thoughts, the critiques, the criticisms, the judgments, just notice and allow, maybe even say thank you. As you continue to just notice the experience that you're having, do so with a loving, compassionate experience. Can you love yourself in this way, in this beingness, in this doing nothingness? Allow yourself full permission to just experience nothingness. And slowly bring that mindfulness and conscious awareness back to the body specifically the breath, begin to become aware of the inhales and the exhales, breathing in through the nose, breathing out through the mouth. Just noticing the quality of the air you breathe. Noticing what happens to your body as you gradually allow the breath to deepen, filling the belly, the ribs, and the heart, releasing the heart, the belly, and the ribs. <laughs> and with each breath, I invite you to take an intention. What is your intention? for being here, for participating, for listening. I invite you to draw on that, in, that intention on a deep inhale. Fill the whole torso up, feel yourself lift up, feel the crown of your head rise. And as you exhale, release it out of the mouth. <sighs> Breathing in your intention. Reaching up, up, up with the breath. And exhaling, <sighs> surrendering, allowing, releasing. And then you can release the breath, come back to a neutral space. And just notice the quality, what's shifted, what's changed, the quality of your being, the quality of your mind, of your body.
When you're ready on your next inhale, slowly coming back, wiggling fingers and toes. And on your exhale, slowly opening the eyes, returning back to your physical space of experience and rejoining in your physical body. Fully present, fully aware. Wow, I feel about 20 pounds lighter. Me too. I needed that too. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I agree. That was exactly what was needed in this moment. The universe provides. <laughs> Always. That also came up for me as, so can I share a little bit mm-hmm. of what I felt? Thank you. Yes, please. Um, when you directed the attention into the body, I could tell my arms and my hands, it felt like I was grasping something. Mm-hmm. Um, so being able to let that go. And then it was like a good reminder of, oh yeah, the universe has got you. Mm-hmm. Like, remember, you don't have to be in this clutching grip mode. It's okay to, to let go of that attachment, that story, like let it go. That is beautiful. Yes. It's yeah. so true. We try to control and hold on to so much. And oh, we just have to take those few moments to remember like, oh, it's okay. We're good. Yeah. Like we really are held. Oh, nope. I don't have to worry about this. I can go about and do my thing. And yeah, mm-hmm. it's the awareness. Mm-hmm. Thank you. All right. Let's switch the focus to you. <laughs> I want to hear all about YTT because Dang girl, that, that practice, I'm like, I can, you've been putting the practice in with YTT, haven't you? <laughs> you very How has it expanded much so. you? Like, what has it brought in? <laughs> uh, you know, it's been a really interesting experience. Um, I'm already a third of the way complete, yeah. which is crazy. It's a four month program, 200 hours, four days a week, three hours a day. Um, so it's like rapid fire processing <laughs> of everything. Um, and it, it's been a really interesting experience. So this is the second time I'm going through the program. The first time I went through it, just as a uh, reminder for anyone who's joining us and didn't listen to the last episode, mm-hmm. um, I took the program seven years ago in 2015. And when I took it for the first time at Suiha, I did the night track. So I took it it was an eight month program, two nights a week. And now, like I said, I'm doing four days a week, four months, three hours a day. So it's just, it's a lot faster, but I, what I, what I'm mostly realizing is just how much I have grown and healed and processed and completed a really big part of like my own personal healing journey. Um, it's amazing. Yeah. It, thank you. Yes, it is. Like we can be healed. Like, and that was always like, I never, I never got into spirituality or yoga or anything to heal. Like I did it because it just allowed me space to expand and to experience new things. And I love the way it made me feel mind, body, spirit. And then I really got into yoga teacher training. Cause I was like, Oh, I don't want to be in the hospitality industry anymore. I really want to do something else. And I loved yoga so much. And so that's why I got into YTT, but over the seven years, like, and then life coaching and nutrition and, you know, all the other things that have sprouted up since then, um, it's been a really powerful 
experience and practice of healing. And I believe that like my intention was all my whole life. My intention is just, I'm going to be happy. Everything is okay. I am working towards happiness. And because my intention was always to feel happiness, I had to heal. I had like, I couldn't be happy if I didn't heal. And I believe that that's a big reason why I ended up on this path was because I had to do the healing. And now that that healing is complete, um, I am very happy. Happiness is my baseline. Um, even on days that are a little bit harder mentally or emotionally or physically, cause my body is definitely, <laughs> oh, my body is a lot different than it was seven years ago too. <laughs> Um, lots of snap crackles and pops these days, uh, which is just, you know, stuck energy getting out and moving and, and there's less and less as the days goes on, but it's definitely, that's been a fun, uh, observation for sure. Um, well, isn't it funny? Cause we're always told, I remember being told like, don't, don't, um, you don't want to pop your knuckles or like, that's bad, but it's actually just the body's natural way of releasing stuff. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I, we were like in Chaturanga or something like we were doing sun salutes and we're all in plank and it's all quiet. And then we go down and my, both of my elbows just cracked so loudly. And it was so funny. The whole class started laughing and I don't know that anyone knew it was like my elbows, but yeah. I did. <laughs> It was so funny, um, but I, it felt so good. It felt like so much had been just stored in my body over the past couple of years that I really, you know, I was practicing yoga here and there over the past two years of the experience that we've all just had the pandemic. Um, but it really like being in a consistent practice, being taught by other teachers, having a community of other yogis around me. Um, it's definitely reactivated a lot of different experiences within. Um, but oh my God, I just, there's so much, there's so many different ways we could go. Um, but so I'm stepping, mm -hmm. sorry, go ahead, finish your thought. Cause then I had a thought too. Okay. Um, yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm just realizing that like, I'm coming into this from such a different experience. Like I remember seven years ago, I came into this experience, very wounded, very broken, very much needing to heal. And I really connected with all of the, the very etherical spiritual, like we are all one, we are all divine. We are all, you know, because that was what that first round and journey was about. It was about me remembering that I am one with source, that I am one with the divine, that I'm here playing out a role doing, you know, whatever, and like acting out this role and I can choose whatever role I want to act out. Mm-hmm. And I am so like, that is not something I'm ever disconnected from anymore. Like I know that I am a child of the divine. I feel it in my bones. I'm connected to my faith. Those are things that can't anymore be broken. Uh, well, I'm not going to say they can't ever be broken again, but it's not right now. Like I, that's not my struggle. (laughs) Um, this time going in to YTT, it was very much the intention of going in with, I want to integrate and figure out how I interact with the rest of the world. Again, it was like, I was of the world. And then I went into this deep spiritual cycle for seven years where I healed and I transformed and I did all these amazing things. And I have all of these new life skills and spiritual practices and beliefs and philosophies. And it's, and how do I return into the world that exists with all of these things 
and, and just be a part of it. Right. And just like, like how do I show up in the world? How do yeah, I that's put what myself out there? fit in like how where do I where's my puzzle pieces exactly exactly and you know I've been the entrepreneur I built the soul stylist brand I've been doing all of these things for five years and like and I I'm it just everything changed in the last year or so again right like again and it, it truly feels like the the final transformation of self where it's like the things that I used to be very connected to like I'm still very connected to the goddess and the goddess faith. Mm -hmm. Am I connected to that in a way like a professional way that says, that's what I want to be teaching in the world? Not necessarily like I do and I don't. And I want to participate in a way that doesn't have anything to do with my business anymore. If that makes sense. Like my business is pivoting into this direction that is more about intuition, living life and having a good time. Um, and living a really values based life. Like that is really the direction I'm going in and, you know, where the soul stylist fits into that. I don't know. And it's so interesting that all of this is happening because like my Instagram handle, I got hacked on Instagram. Um, I've had several, the universe is like pushing it out (laughs) literally. Yeah, no, it's like, it's a strange thing to be, to like have this identity, right? Like I built up this persona and this identity out in the world Mm -hmm. channeling, like, so there's the divine, there's me. And then I channel the divine out through the soul stylist. And in the same week that I started YTT, all of this hacking and fake accounts and all of these things started popping up. And I was just like, I don't like it. I don't like it at all. And I know that it happens to a lot of people and I'm not taking it personally. Like, Oh my God, poor me. Why is this happening to me? It happens to so many people. I just don't know that. Like, I really want to be a part of it. Well, and so the universe is almost interjecting and it sounds almost like becoming okay with the unknown as well. Like, okay, I don't know where this fits in. I know it fits in a little bit here and there. I know it's ready to evolve and transform but I don't know. And being okay, again, going back to like, I'm returning to the world and I don't know. And it's a time of unknown and just being okay with the unknown and trusting your connection to the divine and that it will all unfold. Yeah, exactly. And like, and I'm just like listening to it. Like, you know, it's like with the, and so in yoga, we have this, um, does it bring you peace, right? Like, does it bring this thing that you're doing or you're trying, like, does it bring you peace? Does it take you closer or further away from your peace? Mm-hmm. And when I think about Instagram, I, I hate, I hate it. <laughs> I can't, I can't. Um, and I've had those sentiments for a very long time. Like I don't enjoy the platform of Instagram anymore. I don't enjoy being on it. I, it's a struggle for me to post on there. It's really hard for me to show up on that platform. And it's been very hard for me for many, many months. And I think that I stayed on because like, oh, well, I'm an entrepreneur and how am I going to market? And, you know, all these fear-based things and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I wasn't showing up on it anyway. I was just thinking about it. And the thinking about it was what was causing me all of this stress. So I was just like, I'm just not going to be on this platform anymore. So I just like, I'm not on Instagram. Um, I do have my platform still up, but I made it a private account. Um, I have no intention of like marketing things on there anymore, because the thing is, is like when my account got hacked, they Instagram has blocked me from changing my handle back. So my handle literally looks like 
it's a hacker's handle now, right? So it used to be at the underscore soul stylist. And now it's at underscore the underscore soul stylist seven. And it's literally looks like it's someone else's handle. Um, and then I can't add my website. I can't, I can only change the words in my bio. Um, I can't do any marketing or anything like that anymore. And I'm just like, I feel like the universe is just like trying to show me like, yeah, you haven't been enjoying this. And now you're not wanting to be here. Like, just don't be on this platform. And ever since I made that decision, like I've just found so much more connection in other places. Ah, and, and, and to circle this back to yoga, like the, the koshas, right? Like the, we have these energetic bodies. We have the dense body, our physical body. We have our mental body, our emotional body, our wisdom body, our discernment body and our bliss body. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I know that through like the asana, the physical movement of yoga and the pranayama, the breath technique, like it's so easy to bypass the, the wisdom body and the bliss body by using pranayama, the breath and like prana to go straight to the bliss body and like feel all that goodness. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's bypassing in a lot of ways. And so it's like, I could just say, well, I'm not going to use my wisdom and I'm not going to discern, and I'm just going to you know, go right into the bliss body and the bliss body would say, oh, we'll just post for the sake of posting or, you know, just like there's, there's a piece when I was like journaling and doing this work where it kept coming up of like, you can't bypass the bad feelings um, of the experience that you're having just to feel good. Negative. You need the negative. You have to integrate the negative, but negative is something it's all, it's all part of it. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's all. And I feel like discernment and like, understand like the wisdom in this, in this circumstance is that like Instagram is just one of many platforms. I'm not going to tank or like, I'm not going to disappear. Like I'm Sharon Rose. I'm the soul stylist that even feels weird to say, but like, that's the identity and the brand that I've created. Mm -hmm. Um, and can I be okay letting it go? And I'm, I'm kind of like, yes, like I, I honestly, I'm just like, there's not really much I can do about this. So it's more of like a personal decision and like feeling around it, but I'm like, okay, well, if I discern, like the wisdom is that I can be on there or I cannot be on there. It really doesn't matter. It's not real. Like social media is just an extension of myself. If I get off there, like using discernment, like I went through all of the decisions and I'm like, yeah, this is just dumb. Like, I don't know why I'm on this platform. Like it doesn't bring me joy. It doesn't bring me peace. It doesn't bring me any real, it brings you chaos. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like Instagram just is so chaotic and brings me a lot of chaos. And I'm just like, I don't want this. Um, so, but it, it definitely took me a minute to get there because the, you know, the whole soul stylist thing, it's like, dang, like I created that over five years. And like, now people are literally just stealing my name and my face and my practices and calling it theirs and making yeah. money off of it. Um, and that just sucks. And I don't know that I want to be a part of that. And, and specifically on a platform that so blatantly does not care, um, or do anything to try to stop these people. Um, So, yeah. So like yoga has brought me into this, but it's, it's brought me into this like identity thing, but not like my personal identity. Like, again, it circles back to like my identity in the world and how I show up in the world. Um, and I think Instagram is just not it. Like it's just fake for me. 
And well, it sounds almost like, again, letting go and just trusting that it's all part of the divine plan and allowing the divine to guide you versus falling into the fear-based and the have-tos or the shoulds, or it has to look like this. And well, I did all of this and the universe is like, okay, but do you trust me? Will mm-hmm. you let go of that to, to make space so that something else can come in that's more um, like let go of the attachment so that more can, can integrate and come in. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. No, that's exactly what it is. Like, and like, since getting off that program, like, like I've said, I've been back on Facebook where I've gotten to reconnect with a bunch of people. Um, and like Facebook, I think is just where I'm going to be right now. I'm going to do my newsletter. I'm going to be on Facebook. I have my website up. I'm doing events. I've got things going on. So I just, you know, it's just the identity thing, but yeah, it is all about trusting and face and, and just listening. And then there's the voice though, right? Because then there's the voice while like you're being tested and like, are you going to fight for what you've built? And are you going to show up and really pour into this thing that you love and have spent so much time creating? Are you just going to walk away from it? And like, I also don't feel like that's what I'm doing. I don't feel like I'm walking away from really anything. Again, like I've, I've circled back to Instagram is fake and it's just, it's whatever we decide to put on there. Like it's not its own, like it's, not real. Yeah. And Um, that's like reflective of, well, we don't have to fight. Do you really have to fight for what? Like, again, that goes back to fight, flight, freeze. And that's in you're in survival mode. When we're thriving, it's like, no, there's a lot more ease to it. I don't have to fight for this. Oh, okay. I can let it go. Like I trust the universe. The universe has got me. I'm going to surrender to ease. Something else is going to come of it. I don't know what it is yet but I'm going to surrender. There is no fight to fight. Mm, so this is where I have interesting <laughs> feelings around that. Okay. Um, sure. Yeah. So like the whole fight, because I do think some things are worth fighting for. And I do think sometimes we're tested in our persistence and our perseverance over challenges and hard things. And I think sometimes like we have to be surrendered and be able to be that warrior in the exact same time. And so like that, like that's, that's the piece, but it's how you choose to show up as the warrior in the fight that really matters. Um, like what is the energy? What is the intention? Like, how are you showing up to the battles? Because there are fights that have to be fought in the world. Um, and sometimes we, we do have to show up and it, you know, the surrender has to happen, but the surrender happens before we show up to do the fight. Yes. If that makes sense. So yeah, it's interesting because it's both like, there are definitely times where I have had to go to battle and fight to gain what was rightfully mine or allow it to just be gone. But then I would have lost something and wouldn't have gained that beautiful thing that I was fighting for. Yeah. It's riding the line. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I think that has to do a lot with, again, like when, now that I'm like back out in the world and stepping out into this world and in spaces that it's like, not all about me and I have to decenter myself and I have to, not that I have to, that I get to decenter myself and just listen to other people, um, and hear their experience. It's like, yes, we're all on our own individual, like personal healing path. And then at some point though, like we have to hold space for other people who are on their healing paths, which may directly contradict ours. 
yes. And I feel like that's where a lot of the tension of, and like fighting, and I put fight in like air quotes as I'm saying this, like, but I feel like that's where a lot of like tension builds and that fighting tends to happen. And yeah. it's not that we need to just sit back and not fight. It's that we, what is the intention underneath that fighting? Yeah. And that's like conflict and conflict is always going to come up. Right. And conflict isn't, well, nothing's really bad or good. We assign moral value value to it. However, conflict can lead to more when you navigate it and show up in a way. Again, it's all about the energy and the intention that you're putting into it, but conflict can accomplish more, um, when approached and navigated in a way that leads to more, if that makes sense. Yeah, no. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. It is all about energy and yeah, still showing up. However, there's a difference in showing up and fighting in a like fight, fight way. If that yeah. Makes like sense. fighting just to fight or fighting for something you love and believe in and like, but mm-hmm. also you know, and we do come back, you know, there's nothing right and wrong, but like there is like we, I believe that there is right and wrong, like in the divine order of things, is there right and wrong? No, because we're all going back to the same place. We're all heading back to the cosmos, like we're at whatever you believe in, like, yes, we are all headed there. And so it's so easy to say, well, then there's no right and wrong because like, we're all, and like, that's a deep spiritual teaching, right. And like to arrive at that place and then to balance it out with our very much lived humanity is that like, well, when I see person a treating person B poorly and abusing person B, like there is a clear definition of right and wrong. Yes. And like, yes, like person a treating person B wrongly, has their reasons and absolutely that needs to be looked at and have space held for it. And that doesn't absolve them from consequence. And I feel like, so like being able to like discern that piece of it, I feel like is very, very important, especially when doing like intuitional work. And like, this is all bringing me back to like the coaches as I'm like visualizing this, as I'm saying it, it's like, you know, it's people want to bypass like the wisdom and the discernment and go right to, we're all just one and blissful and there's no right and wrong, but they're bypassing wisdom and discernment to get to that place. And it's for me been such, such a grounded place to move through the wisdom and discernment bodies to reach the bliss body, which is like a very, for me, it's like, I experience bliss every day in different capacities at different moments because I allow myself to experience bliss as much as possible. Right. And then like, um, but what allows me to have that grounded sense of joy and happiness and bliss on my day to day is my willingness to in this life, like spirit, yes, unlimited, no right and wrong. Absolutely. But for the spirit to incarnate here on earth, we had to first move from bliss into Uh, wisdom into discernment, into the pranayama energetic bodies, like the mental, emotional wellness, and then into these physical bodies. And so then to liberate ourselves out of this, we have to go in the opposite direction. Um, But again, there's this bypassing that we can do through pranayama techniques to get us there. And I, I do my best to not bypass (laughs) and I do my best to use my pranayama to keep it in, to take me Like if I'm, if I'm in a space where I'm like this Instagram thing, like, so I would sit there and I would breathe and I would meditate and I would move my body. And then I would like contemplate 
this experience that I'm having um, with people stealing my identity and like the separation from this brand that I've created because like it just it doesn't feel good to have people steal your name, your photos, pictures of your niece and nephew, and then find out that people are sending them money. Like it's a weird, it's a whole new existential crisis. It's a whole new thing that I've never experienced. Um, and this is how I'm dealing with it. Right. Is like the yoga is really helping me to practice it. Uh, and specifically yogic philosophy has done a lot to help me process it. Mm -hmm. Um, but what like the, even like taking the spiritual teaching of like, yes, there's no right and wrong, but then saying, okay, but like we're spiritual beings having a human experience. And in these incarnated bodies, like there are demonstrable actions that are right and wrong. And we have to have the wisdom to be able to discern what's what. Yes. Yep. Yeah. And for the discernment to happen, that takes being willing to sit with it mm-hmm. and sit oh, with all the feels. <laughs> Huh? I said, which I have at length. Yeah. And well, so one point I did want to make was do and or ask about, do you feel like the yoga practice and being in touch with your body and moving into your body and checking in like, oh, how do I feel? Where am I holding tension today? That speeds up the mental process and speeds up the process of bringing you back to discernment and wisdom. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. 100%. Um, that just like, and I do it like throughout the day. Like, I don't think it's like one thing you do in the morning and then you're like, I'm good today. (laughs) Like, because we have all of these different experiences throughout the days. And so it's like, it's a constant check-in. And, you know, I said to you before we started recording, like today is a little bit of a rough mental health day for no other reason than I woke up and it's a rough mental health day. And I still did my breathing techniques and I did my meditation and I moved my body And I'm, I'm happy. And like, I make when I'm on the calls with my students, when I'm not on the calls with my, like talking to you, like I'm baseline happy. And yet there are these little thoughts that creep in for whatever reason, be it astrology, be it, uh, April fool's day. It doesn't matter. Like why the thoughts creep in, like they creep in. And today, for some reason, they're just a little bit heavier than other days. So I'm having a little bit more grace with myself, you know? Oh, I love, I love that word. Grace. Yeah. And taking it back to, we are not our thoughts or feelings. They pass through. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I feel like sometimes it's also just habits to um, attachments or where our mind will typically go. And on some days, especially end of the week, run down, might've had more social time than usual. Um, might've been putting yourself into new, newer situations could just be accumulation of things coming up but we are all, all are going to have those days where it is a little bit harder to feel focused and clear. <laughs> yeah. Just is and what it is. Part of it. And it's, but it's beautiful that we have the practices and the knowledge um, and the tools that we can apply for when those days come up and not have to spiral, like still maintain a baseline that we've worked to. Yes, exactly. And I feel like that is so much of what yoga teaching teacher training, like over the seven years, like that is what the practice of yoga and life coaching and all the things that I've done to get me to where I am. Like, that's what it was all about is like, how do I get to the baseline, which my intention was happy? How do I get there? And now that I'm there dealing with all of this identity stuff, dealing with identity stuff seven years ago too, but now dealing with it in a more external way, it's a lot of this. No, I'm not going to say it's the same feelings. It's not the same. It's um, a similar experience, but I can feel that I'm holding it much differently. 
I love that. Isn't that so I like full circle. It's so ironic that all of this identity stuff happened as YTT mm-hmm. it approached and started and that it's similar than as what you had seven years ago. It's just the synchronies of it. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's, it's absolutely like I've talked about this and I've written about this and I'm just like, it is, it is interesting. just the divine timing of it all, you know, seven's a sacred number, seven cycles, seven chakras, all that. Okay. Okay. Oh, so all that goes into it. What is your, do you have an end goal with this YTT? My goal for this YTT was integration. Like that was my intention. And, and it was so funny. Cause like, we're in like our third day of class and they're like, so yoga means integration in some philosophies. And I was like, perfect. That's what I'm here for. And what, you know, I've, I'm hearing a lot of the same information again, but it's coming in so much differently and I'm just learning so much differently, but truthfully, like I wanted to integrate the past couple of years of experience. I wanted to integrate. I, I haven't felt totally like myself because I do feel like I'm not the same person who went into quarantine. A very different person is, is coming out and I'm still figuring out how that, like how I present myself and like how I show up and, you know, what all of that looks like. Um, and I think that that definitely causes feelings of separation. It feels it causes feelings of unworthiness and not good enough. And like, the thing is, is like, I know, and I feel that none of those things are true does not mean that the thoughts don't still come just means that they don't have to stay like what you were just saying, like, we can let them go like these, this too shall pass. Um, but like so much of my identity was around the goddess, right. And like doing goddess worship and goddess work. And again, like I still do that as my personal practice. I feel it's just not in integrity or authentic for me to be capitalizing on that anymore. And, um, and that's the truth. And so as I've allowed that to be released and I, and I'm, I, I did never fought that. Like, I was like, I felt that so clearly. And so like a lot of what I'm feeling now with this, like identity is like, okay, well, like these new things and like, how do I want to show up? Do like, it's just, I'm not clear on it yet. Right. And I'm still trying to figure it out. Like And I think it's all coming together though. Like, I don't need to think about it. I don't need to figure it out. Like all I have to do is take the actions that lay themselves out in front of me and allow myself to experience those. And then the next step will come. And then the next step will come. And so that's like the surrender to the grace and to God and to feeling and all of that kind of stuff and, and to the yoga. Um, Yeah. And well, it sounds like this actually came up on my podcast with um, Ashton, my astrologist that comes on once a month where we talked about, we talk a lot about following the pings. So not allowing yourself to not have it all figured out so that you're open to the divine intervention and or feeling when inside it's like, oh, go do this, go do that. So that yeah. you're, you're not in a fighting space of like, no, I have to do this. I have to be attached to this. Well, I went into this, so I have to do that. No, mm-hmm. like holding the space and being in that space of no, I'm going to allow the universe to direct me. And I'm not going to question this pain. Huh? This is interesting. I have like, I'm feeling called to go do this today, but that's not on my planner. Oh, well, I'm going to follow that pain, you know, like holding the space for that. Um, and here's, here's another thought too, is we, I feel like in this space, we're so good and we seek out learning the tools 
Like mm-hmm. we hold ourselves accountable. We do the work, we go for it. We go get the tools. However, there's no rule that once we've used a tool, integrated it, held it, that we have to continue to do like use that mm-hmm. tool. Tools can come and go. It's great to have all these tools in our toolbox, but even like feeling like we have to be attached to a tool, that's an attachment, mm-hmm. which is one of the clashes of the mind. So reminding ourselves that like, no, I am free to go again with my pings and what I feel like is the tool that I need in this moment and know that it could phase back in, it could phase out and hold like acknowledge how wonderful these tools are and how much they've done for me. And also like, let it flow out as it's ready to do so, so that something else can flow in. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's following the little pings. It's following the, that's the intuition. Like that's it. Those little pings are your intuition Mm -hmm. guiding you down the right path. And, and, you know, you have to balance that with responsibilities and like, cause trust me, my ping is like, go home and play bass. And I'm like, (laughs) I can't (laughs) like, I I quite literally cannot do that right now. Yeah. My ping's like, would you go get on the next airplane over to Bali, please? And yeah, exactly. It's like, you go buy that half million dollar house if you want it so bad. Like, no, like, so there's like the balance of responsibility. And I think that tension also is what, you know, we can't get so attached to that tension because it's in that tension that action and opportunity is created. So it's like, oh, so your intuition is saying you want to do this thing, ping. And then you have to sit there in your wisdom and discern, okay, like if that's the thing that my, my spirit really wants and I can't get it immediately. It's like, okay, well, can I create space for myself later to do this thing? Or can I set up a savings account to put money away to buy that flight to Bali and do whatever it is I'm doing in Bali? Um, or, you know, do the work to buy the house and in the finances that have to get into alignment in order for those things to happen. Um, and I think, again, like that's where the, the wisdom and the discernment really comes in. And on the other side of wisdom and discernment is a really grounded bliss, like really grounded, joyful happiness that like is hard to shake. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Speaking more about coming into alignment and discernment, uh, especially from an intuitive perspective, how do you know, or what do you feel in your body when it's like the airy, go do this versus a, no, we're going to do this from this grounded place. And maybe I just even answered my own question. (laughs) You kind of did, but there's also something like, this is actually great. Um, because this is something I'm really passionate about. And it's what I teach and it's what I really believe in. Um, And I believe the lack of it in our society is why we have so many unhappy people and so many broken systems. Um, And I definitely didn't figure this out like on my own, but it's definitely out there. Um, But it's very simply values. Uh, My values are the foundation of everything that I do and values can change over time. And Um, it's my values that allow me to, when I have to make a decision or I, I look at all my different choices and it comes time to make that decision that I can tap into my body and say, is this in alignment? Not just with me, not some like etherical or, you know, non-human part of myself. 
Um, it's, is this in alignment with what I have chosen to make important to me in my life? So, you know, for example, wealth, right? Like I am, I have four sisters, my mom, I have a niece, I have a nephew. I've got like, we've never been a wealthy family. Like we've been low middle-class, middle-class. Um, our ancestors came over here fleeing world war one. Um, and so we've only been here for a couple of generations. And, and the more I study like my lineage and like how we came to be, the more I can understand like the struggles of me and my sisters and of my parents and all these different types of things. And, and that gives me opportunity for how to shift it and how to change it moving forward. Mm -hmm. And so like, I am very, one of my main values right now is building wealth, um, with integrity, (laughs) wealth with integrity, you know, not hoarding it. Like I have my, my intention behind building wealth. Um, but so part of that for me is that like, I, love to go thrifting. (laughs) Okay. Like put me in any antique shop or Goodwill or any thrift shop. And I am so happy in those spaces. I love repurposing things. Um, and it's just a money sucker though. Like, what am I doing with all of these things that I have now thrifted? Like I tried to do a thrifting business during quarantine for like, I was going to say, sell it. (laughs) No, it's not that easy. Yeah. No. See, this is the, everyone thinks, oh, I'm just going to pick up this hobby and make it a business. And it's going to be easy. That is not easy. I know I gave it like, I really sat there and I did my spreadsheets and I priced everything out and I like built the Instagram and I was doing the things. And then like, after a couple of months, I was just like, I hate this. Like, this is not what I want to do. I'm not a retailer. I hated retail when I worked retail in college. Like, it's just not what I do. Yeah. It's not what I'm meant to do. You at least tried it. But I tried it. I love that you tried it. But anyway, that's how, how are you going to figure it out if you don't go try it? Right. Exactly. But anyway, what I realized was what that whole experience was, was me building and creating an excuse for me to go and spend money and continue this ancestral pattern of buying things either for myself or other people, just as a way to feel love or give love. Um, like, Oh, like I love myself so much. I'm just going to gift me these 25 books because they're only $2, but then I'm spending, you know, well, however much money, cause I don't know how to do math. Um, but you're spending all of this money on things that you don't really need why? Because it's affordable. Cause it's cheaper. Like, and so I really had to sit there and like, be like, well, what do what, what are all these objects give me? Like, what is it that, and they just collected dust and took up space. Like, and so when I had this awareness, I like Marie Kondoed a lot of my house. Um, and if you don't know who Marie Kondo is, she's got a great Netflix show, but she is the life-changing art of tidying up highly recommend. Okay. Um, and anyway, so when I, sat with, okay, well, what are my values? And one of my values is building authentic and integrity of wealth. Um, I realized that thrifting was just very much out of alignment with that value. So when I get, and keep in mind where I work at Suiha, there's a Goodwill right next door. Um, I'm proud to say that in the four, five weeks I've been back on campus, I have not gone into that Goodwill one time. Why? I think about it every day. Don't get me wrong. I think about it, but then I go, Oh, but what, what am I going to do? Go spend money on stuff that I don't really need. Like that's out of integrity with my value. 
And so I just don't do it. And if I tap into my body, like, and this is where I say like emotions in our body can actually lie to us sometimes, because if I tap in and I'm like, Ooh, thrift store, like my body gets all excited. I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then I have to like mentally be like, no, like you're not doing that yeah. out of alignment. Do you, can you just think like, that almost sounds like a trauma feeling, you know, how they say you'll like trauma bond, um, in relationships mm-hmm. when you get like the, some of those feels, it's actually not really love. It's just your body being like, this is the perfect trauma partner for me. That sounds like the same exact thing. <laughs> and I could feel it in my body. when you said it, I was it, like the excite, it was right in my chest and the base of my throat. Um, it could be. Ooh, I also just no. really like knickknacks and gadgets and like, they get me excited. And yeah. if you ever come to my office, you'll see why <laughs> like you'll there's the thing. And it just, it like, I have a gnome and a butterfly and like, I've got some statues and stuff, but everything's happy. It does and make me happy. And, and I, that's the thing. I is think like, but I think it's, there's a balance to it. Right. Mm-hmm. So being yeah. able to, to stay in the balance and not go overboard and go into extremes. Exactly. Is the, key, is the key. Um, one thing I wanted to ask about values, and I think it's important to maybe distinguish it came through. So I want to put it out there. Uh, cause I've seen this in a recent situation, kind of what I was sharing a little bit before, and I don't want to go too far into it, but I kind of was having some chaos and back and forth in my own brain about a recent situation. And when you say the word values, it hit the nail on the head where I've been trying to hold a boundary, um, in a, in a relationship space. And I've had trouble holding it. And I'm like, why? And I've been beating myself up. Like, why am I having so much trouble holding this boundary? And I think it does come down to a simple value question where before in the space where I was in my life, it would have been very different, but now I do have different values. So it's encroaching on my like, yes, Christina, but you have this value and you really value this. And this is not matching up and in alignment with this value. Um, So values can change over phases and during your life. And I think it's important to note that because sometimes that chaos can be around like, oh, I need to maybe go revisit my morals and values. And maybe something has shifted now that I have a family, now that I have a business, now that I, now that this has changed in my life, how has this changed my values and how can I come back into alignment? and move forward um, and create space and release some stuff to move forward into alignment with that new value. Yes, 100%, 100%. And I'm actually, this is such a perfect conversation and not planned at all. I Um, agree. I know. I love it. We just flew like floating. Yeah, no full circle because like, it's absolutely true. Like as we change, we absolutely change our values. And the thing about values, and I'm actually like my course launches on May 1st, but it's called values by design, uh, how to make fast and aligned decisions in your life. Um, and it's all based on this conversation. And so like, it's just really divine that this is all coming up. Um, Mm -hmm. and anyway, um, point being that yes, like values do change. And I know that like five years ago or seven years ago, when I came to Sweeha to become a yoga teacher and to do Uh, I was just thinking I wanted a new career. I wanted to leave hospitality. I wanted to be a yoga teacher and I was going to figure out how to make that happen. Um, And 
when I took the life coaching course, like what got rocked was like, what are my values? And I realized that I had no idea what my, what did I value in my life? I had no idea. I had just been doing what my parents valued or what society told me to value. And like, that's having fun and going out to happy hours and like working really hard to make ends meet and like all of these different things and beliefs that were put into me as I was growing up. And, and I'll, you know, it's funny is like, this is so coming full circle. Um, I'll tell. Yeah. Well, so with values though, like when I took that coaching course, the first time it helped me to understand my values on such a deep level. Right. And so I know that spirituality has always been a very important value to me. And I don't consider spirituality a value to me anymore. It's shifted. It's now a principle. Like there's no Sharon without spirituality. It's not something that I have to consciously think of. It's not something that I have to consciously like activate myself to do. Like it's just who I am and how I operate and experience the world. Oh my God. Um, I love that distinguish that distinguization. Yeah. And it feels different. Like there was a moment that it started feeling different. And I don't know what moment that was. Cause it's like one of those, you just wake up and everything's different. And like, truly that's what it was. I realized that like I had my spirit, which at one point was outside of me. And I considered myself separate from that disappeared that experience. And it was just like, oh, I'm fully integrated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when that, when spirituality moved into a principle category and I was like, oh, this is just like a principle of who I am. Like this does not shift or change. Like this is actually who I am that opened up space in my values for other things to come in like wealth building, like, um, you know, family, uh, building and things like that. So like values absolutely change. Like I, I value wealth management because my partner and I are, we want to buy a house. We want to buy land. We want to have a family. And so just by having those intentions together, our values, like what we value, because when you think of values, like they're the foundation of why you take action in the world. Yes. You don't know what those things are. You don't know why you're taking action. Yep. Absolutely. Intentional aligned action. Yeah. Otherwise. And I mean, there is something to be said about exploring and being in a space of like, I don't know, I'd never thought about it. I want to go out there and explore and do it because Mm -hmm. those life lessons are going to give you the answers and the information that you're seeking. Exactly. And that is the fastest way versus, I mean, you can sit here and read books all day, right? We could Mm -hmm. be like so knowledgeable and book savvy, but then if you never go out and apply it, Mm-hmm. How are you going to know and actually have the, um, not knowledge, but have the skill. I mean, the knowledge develops into a skill to actually then step into action and navigate real life action. And that's kind of where exploring your values. It's, it's the same process of like, go do the, that's the work. That's the work mm-hmm. in action. And then it's only going to make you stronger in yourself, stronger in your values and more confident in this is who I am. This is how I show up in the world. This is how I operate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. And the, the funny story that came up is like, I had this big moment. Um, so when I was younger, I was very tall and very skinny and I was told by so many different people, oh my God, you're going to grow up. You're going to be famous. You're going to be a model. You're going to be this. You're going to be that. And 
that's like a deep sea. And so like coming back, like I'm dealing with this like existential crisis of like my identity in the world now. So like, I know my identity and now it's like the identity in the world. And I had this big thing come up around fame the other day. And, um, just like my fear of losing my privacy and the fear of losing just like my basic privacy, right? Like if I were, and I know this holds me back in my business and I know it's, it, it's, it was a deep seated insecurity and belief that I like uprooted the other day. And I've been working with consciously around this idea of fame of like, why don't I show up as consistently as I would like to in these places where my face is, or where like, you know, I'm sharing my personal things anymore. It's like, because I really value privacy. Um, that's something that I really gained during the quarantine period. And I, I'm an introvert, which a lot of people don't believe, but like I have been moonlighting as an extrovert because that is just what the, like what the path was for me. But like when I had two years or like a year and a half or however long we had, and I just got to stay home and like be by myself and be in solitude. And like, I want so much more of that. Like I didn't have that for so long. Cause I feel like I grew up in New York city. Like I was pushed out into the world very early, like just doing, doing constantly surrounded by people and this like chaos energy, but like also a really beautiful New York city energy. Yeah. And like for the first time in almost maybe my, since I was at least 12 years old, like I started working when I was 12, like I just got to pause and like really get to know myself. And it was like the first time the, the inner struggle ceased, like truly ceased because I didn't, no one was expecting anything of me in any way other than like a few things that I like teaching that I really wanted to do. But the expectation of socializing, of we're overworking of all of these other things were gone. Um, And so as I'm like stepping out again, like starting to market, starting to put my new things out there, I really honor that I value privacy. I value personal privacy. Mm -hmm. And I think that I fear stepping out like in a big way in a, in a business or something as my own personal identity and having too much fame and like then losing that privacy. Yeah. Almost like losing your space. Yeah. Yeah. And then wondering, and then like, right. So if I follow that thought, then it's like, well, how would that affect my partner? And how would that affect my family and my nieces and nephews? And I think with the whole circling it back to this Instagram thing, like these hackers and people are posting pictures of my baby niece and nephew. They're not even two years old yet. And that really, really doesn't feel good for me. And I don't like it. And like, I don't, I don't want that to be something that gets to happen anymore. Um, and so the, the, the step back from Instagram also feels very like I'm stepping more into my privacy and my private life. And that feels really in integrity and really good. And in that same way, I'm now learning this new lesson of how to show up professionally, uh, as myself without it causing harm to other people in this type of a way, like, and I don't know what that looks like. Also it's three 33. Yes. Um, the, that made me think of Lacey Phillips talks a lot about expanders. And so when you're in a space of like, well, I know this and I know that from like experience or life has showed me this or that, but I don't know what that looks like. Mm-hmm. She talks about going out and seeking expanders that have what you've realized you want or desire to show your brain that it's possible. 
um, so that you can start to create that reality for yourself. Because again, it goes back to our brain is only going to know, do what it knows. Um, and when it, there's an unknown, sometimes we won't step into it because it's, it's not known. So having the expander can start to ingrain that into like, oh, this is something that's possible for me and can be my reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And can help yeah. me with that space. No, and it's a beautiful thing. And it's, it's, I definitely have, I love that expanders. I want to, if you could post a link, I'd love to research that more. Um, but it's a weird thing that's all happening at the same time too. Like, I know that I want to bring on, I want to scale my business with digital courses. Like I want to, um, I want it to be more about my teachings than about me now. Love it. Like, yeah, yeah, like what you've gained and sharing it forth to the world. Yeah. Like this has benefited me. Now I want to, I want to spread the wealth. Tell me, so you're, are you designing the course on values or is that something you're taking at Sweeha? No. So I designed that. That's my program. Um, I am in the process of actually, so it's going to be a four module digital course that is going to be on the Thinkific platform. Okay. Um, either that or notion, I'm still playing around with that, but it's a four module pre-recorded course that takes you through, you know, what are values? How did you come to get them? Where did your values come from tapping into gratitude? Because we have to remember that, like whatever path we're on, like we're on it, it's an is it's non-negotiable. So like tapping into that gratitude work really makes it just a little bit more open-hearted to do this kind of work. Cause it can get um, a little shadowy for sure. Um, (laughs) a little heavy, (laughs) a little heavy. Um, and then, yeah. And so like, that's the first module is figuring out like, where did your, where did your values come from? How do they still show up in your life? How have they affected your life? Um, and what do you think you would have been doing had you had different values that you have now? And then the second one is all about boundaries and how to, um, set boundaries around your values, because that's a big, that's a big piece. Like when you figure out what your values are, you know, when, when, one of my values became practicing yoga and holistic nutrition, like a couple of years ago, like I naturally became a vegetarian for a few years and I naturally stopped drinking as much. And I naturally stopped just doing all of these things because I had set the intention that my, that what I really valued was clearing and cleansing and purifying myself and getting really, really clear. And so naturally all of the things that took me away from clearing from like being clear naturally fell away. Yeah. Because you aligned with your, with your value. Right. And so what did that mean? It means that I had to set boundaries with all of my friends who I used to go out drinking with. And I would have, you know, my Saturday mornings look different instead of, you know, not waking up until 11, I'd be at yoga at eight 30 and all of these different types of things. Um, so the I boundaries, and how to make the decisions. Yeah. It's all part of it. And then we get into looking at living a values-based lifestyle and how finances tap into that right? Because, you know, again, oh, you say you, you really value building a family or, you know, wanting to buy a house, but then you spend frivolously on all of these things. Are those things taking you closer or further away from your values? Um, accountability. Yeah. And goals and all of that. Oh, I love it. I just, (laughs) um, so yeah, so we dive into all of that. Um, And I give you tools and meditative practices and philosophy, um, some external resources. So that is the program. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I want to, I want to tour it. 
Oh, I'm going to be your first purchase purchasee. Oh, well, thank Well, so I'm glad you said that because I'm actually, so I'm, (laughs) this is kind of funny because I'm like, it's April fool's day. So I'm like, do I wait until Monday? (laughs) But I was going to send out, um, for two weeks, I'm going to, oh. um, cause it's going to officially go live on May 1st, but for the next two weeks, I'm going to offer it for, um, $97. And if you sign up in the first two weeks at that price point, you get to stay in this program for as long as I up-level it. Like you'll have access to it for as long as I can, as long as it's out there. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and you'll get put in a special group, uh, chat on not WeChat. Um, what are these chats? I don't know, whatever WhatsApp. <laughs> that okay. thing. Um, and you get put in a special like chat with me. So basically like you get to be in that with me the whole time. Very cool. So you can continue to expand and mm-hmm. hold yourself accountable and have support and yeah. learn from others. Right. Cause that's yeah. the best thing about group is a lot of times I remember this, my, my life coach, he did one-on-ones, but he also did group because when you hear others be vulnerable and or share their stuff, it opens you up to be vulnerable, but also you can have your own healing moments or aha moments through others as well. Like, Oh Oh, yeah. Wow. I didn't realize that that's a thing for me too. Or, um, yeah, it continues to expand you always. I love that. Heck yeah. I I'm going to click on that link. I, that's funny that you're like, I'm going to wait till Monday because it's April (laughs) fool. Yeah. I was like, do I send that out today also? Yeah. So everyone we're recording on April fool's day. Oh, that's hilarious. I didn't even think I thought of that this morning, but then I completely forgot, but none of this is a joke. It's all very real. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) I don't know. You create your own reality. Although it's all a joke. Welcome to the cosmic giggle. None of this is real. (laughs) Oh. Oh, the reality reality battles. That this is why you need the course so that you don't have reality battle. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's a oh, big part wow. of it. All right. Well, I do. I have to get running because I have to go teach a yoga class, which yes. I love that our conversation, like this conversation just is seriously divine timing because I feel so much more calm and grounded and at peace, like more at peace with the past month than I felt at all in the past month. So uh, thank you so much for sharing, for being there, for your presence, uh, for being willing to come on with me and allowing the universe to speak through you and with me and having this conscious conversation. I really appreciate you. Yes. Thank you. I appreciate you too. And I appreciate the space. So thank you for having me on. It has been a pleasure. Thank you. My pleasure. Any last insights or are you feeling like, no, this is a complete conversation. <laughs> um, can I, I actually have like a few things going on if I can announce those. Yes, please do. Cool. Okay. So, well, I've already talked about the values by design, so I'll send you a link for that, but definitely check that out. Um, I'm teaching at the Sedona yoga festival in June from June 2nd to, um, the eighth and that I'm teaching four different workshops. I'm doing my law of attraction signature workshop and masterclass with vision boards. Uh, we're doing a cosmic revival sound healing. We're doing a big soul embodiment set, uh, ceremony for whoever wants to show up for that. Um, and then we're also doing a Hafta yoga for prosperity class. Um, so a lot going on. So Sedona yoga festival, you can use the discount code Ducati 11, uh, to get 11% off.
Okay. Awesome. And I'll send you links for all that. Cool. Anything else? Nope. That's it. I'm very excited to be here with you. You're amazing. I know me too. Thank you. Love ditto ditto. Um, and if you want to come in and take a yoga class with me anytime soon, I love to have you in. Oh my goodness. Yes. We need to get that on the calendar. Also, if you're free, I'm, I'm subbing a class at soy tomorrow at nine o'clock. If you're free. Ooh, I may make it. Yeah. What type of class is it? It is a meditative Hatha class. Okay. Awesome. As I said that I giggle cause I'm like, I'm kicking myself. I'm like, would you just be open and not be so set and like, but it has to be this type of class. Mm. Just be open. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. I'd love to make it. That's yeah. For what I need. Beautiful. Well, I hope you do. Yes. Okay. I will message you and have a beautiful rest of your afternoon. We'll speak soon. Yeah. Sounds lovely. Thank you so much. Have a great weekend. You too, love. All right. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to the Health